What is up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I am on welfare. This is the Welfare Podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk about some fundamentals of laying your life down in order to have life, and what that looks like being a servant and talking about some very unpopular things in Christianity. So uh, let's just get into it. I am very sorry that it has been two months since I have made a podcast. Um, people have been bringing it up to me a little bit, and I could make a million excuses about work and people riding with me and not having the time to do it, and it's all going to be a bunch of crap. Because if it was really important to me, I would have made it work. And it sucks because it took God really pulling at my heart to remind me that he has given me so much and he does so much for me and he barely asks anything of me and I can't even do that. It's like my kids, right? I feel like Bree, especially Bree, dude, she goes above and beyond for my kids. And so it's like when I tell you to clean your room, just clean your room. And if you don't, I'm going to start to get irritated and I'm going to look at it like you're just blowing me off. You know, and I have to go into my son's room. I'm like, dude, that's not cool. Like, your mom asks you to clean your room, clean it. She does everything for you. And I feel like God's the same way. And I found myself in that spot kind of right now. So I had to repent and, and remember that even though I think I'm doing good and helping people still and involved in a lot of stuff, if he puts something on my heart, I need to be obedient because obedience is what he requires, you know, and he needs me to be obedient and follow through with the things because he follows through with everything, you know, I ask of him. So anyways, um, Lots been going on lately. Work has been nuts. It's been fun. It's great, though. But we're trying to close the store really early. And so the pressure is on me. And where I used to crack or, you know, get weird under pressure or feel not adequate or whatever, I don't struggle with that today. I just know I can be honest. I can be upfront, And I can only do what I can do. And, and that's it. And that's a beautiful thing. So um, one thing I wanted to tell everybody so we let my sons, um, I think we let them do a lot of stuff a lot of people wouldn't do, especially Christians. And so we let my 16-year-old, he uh, wanted to get a tattoo for his 16th birthday. And so we kind of told him to wait. And a couple of tattoos he picked out, we were, I don't know, we we're like, no, dude, that's not going to work. So finally, a couple months down the road, he comes to us and he has this awesome tattoo. Um, and it's a knight on a horse with, you know, it's like from the Christian crusade-like era. Has a big, you know, crosses all over him and all that stuff. And he, we found a really good artist. And so it all came together. And, and you know, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, God told me it's okay to do. I, I'm, I'm not going to say that. Um, but we did bring it to God. Because one thing I do do is I try to bring every detail of my life to him. And especially when I'm making decisions because, dude, I don't know what's right. I don't at all. Especially when it comes to my kids. Like, sometimes, man, I don't have a clue. Sometimes I feel very lost. And so I bring it all to God. And anyways, we decided to do it, Bree and I. We let him get this tattoo. And it came out amazing. And it was 
you know, a great experience with me and him and hanging out all day. And, and it, it was great. And so, yeah, do I know that people are going to frown upon that? We're going to catch some flack for it. Yes, I get it. But that was our decision and that's what we did. And I don't know. I think it's awesome. I think he's awesome. He stuck in there for four hours. Four hours this kid did it. Towards the end, he started like just kind of clenching his teeth. But for the first couple hours, he hung in there like a trooper. I've never seen one do that like that, man. Um, anyways, he's a good kid. He does good things. And his mom and I kind of let him make his own decisions with some things, with some things. Some things, I got to step in and I got to be the one that protects him. And I got to be that one. And, you know, sometimes I could be a little lenient with letting him figure stuff out. And that's why I need God so much have to be constantly tapped into that with talking to him and inviting him into my parenting, my relationships with my sons, because man, sometimes I don't know when to hit the gas and when to hit the brake, and and that's what I need God for, and it's beautiful that I have the Holy Spirit in my life today, and I don't have to make all these decisions and do all this stuff alone, dude, because for one, I have God and the Holy Spirit, and then he gave me a beautiful helper, which is my wife, so I'm very lucky. Um, because she's a lot smarter than me and so yeah we um we've been waiting because we were going to do a podcast together and I actually asked her this morning like hey because when I get home it's been crazy and then she's going nuts and we're doing a lot of stuff around the house and you know just normal life hits and she helps a lot of women and does a lot of stuff so it's kind of harder for us to find time more than you think but once again we could if we if we put other things away I'm sure we could find time to do this so we're gonna do a podcast here soon uh, me and her together we were gonna do one first but I kind of felt like God was stirring some things up in my heart and wanted me just to do it and so I want to make sure I'm being obedient um, so let's let's get into kind of what I feel like been on my heart lately and it sucks I was praying to God I was like dude why can't I be if you want me to speak or carry a message or whatever why can't it be like those like Joel Osteen messages right which he's great and like these other messages where it's like oh friends if you're going through the desert you know just hold in there for one more day and you know you'll get through and you'll get your blessing or can't I be one of these guys that talks about like name it claim it prosperity preaching but I feel like the message that God's been putting on my heart is very non-popular and it's all about completely laying your life down in order to have it. And I've talked about service and all that stuff before. And this isn't just a service message. This is what it looks like to be the one. So if we're going to walk this walk, if we're going to say we're Christians, especially in recovery, dude, people are watching you. But if you're not honoring people in everything you do, if when asked to do something, you're not jumping up and doing it, if you're not going the extra mile all the time, you are not doing what he intended you to do. If you want to get through your desert, see, this is what they don't teach you in prosperity preaching. It's, oh, if you want to get through your desert, if you're going through a hard time, if you want this, you know, give more, you know, of money or, or you know, just petition God for it more. Yes, petition God for it. But you know what I noticed in my life is... When I'm so busy, 
and I'm so busy giving in to others and doing God's work in the kingdom, I have no time to think about Adam. No time. And the less time I'm thinking about Adam, the better the world is. Because I'm selfish, I'm self-centered, I get caught in my stuff, and I get so caught in what I don't have in my lack. And I hear Christians talking about lack so much, and I hear worship songs about lack so much, and I hear worship songs about the grave so much, and like all this stuff, and it's like, dude, you turn, I, and I know when we talk about the grave, we talk about, you know, beauty from ashes, which I think is great, and, but we get so stuck in our lack, because we're not focused on others. When I'm laying my life down, I am not thinking about my life. Think about it. When you're literally laying your life down for somebody, you are in no consideration of yourself, your thoughts, your well-being. You have forsaken all of that, and you're only focused on the well-being of Christ, others, and the kingdom. And that's what it's about. You know why so many people leave ministries and so many people stop doing and so many people, you know, they get involved in these ministries and they and they get a commitment and they keep doing it, but they don't get the recognition they want or it doesn't go their way. So they stop and they and they stop because they are not focused on God and they're not doing it for the right reasons. And they're worried about themselves and what they're getting. When you're focused on other people only and other people's well-being, you do not have time to think about yourself. And that's a very unpopular message because today in Christian culture, we want to talk about what we can get. God's God's a genie in a bottle and it's all about what you can get. If you want a car, you pray for it. If you want, yeah, God wants to bless you. He wants to. He wants to give you this stuff. But what are you doing for him? And you've got to lay it down. If you're not... Okay, I'm going to say this. If you're just the kind of Christian that throws out a couple dollars to a homeless guy here and there. And if you're just the kind of Christian that when really asked by the church to do something, if no one else will do it, you finally step up and do it. If you only go and hear a good word on Sunday, especially if you go to the Highlands and you're just hearing a word and that's all you do, you're stealing from God. You are not doing what you were designed to do at all. And 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 you're going to find yourself in a problem. And if you're just going to recovery meetings and you're just going to these meetings and you're just taking, 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 what difference are you doing now than when you were about your BS, when you were doing your drugs, when you're doing your stuff? See, it's beautiful because God... has given this revelation to Bill from AA and 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 he gave the same revelation to Paul and if you if you read the Bible enough you'll see where he's talking about like dude you were given where Paul says man once you were caught in sin and debauchery and drunkenness and sexual addiction and all this stuff but now you're not when Christ came and he gave his life to you, he gave you a chance out and he gave your life. So you are free. So live as free and make sure that you don't get tied back to these things again. Right? And Bill says the same thing. 
right? Now that we've been given this new spiritual plane, now that we've been freed from alcohol, what are we going to do with it? And that's why I can't just go to a Wednesday night meeting for life recovery and just, you know, sit there and do a Bible study and help out and 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 kind of answer some phone calls for some guys. God's called me to way more than that. I got to be about the kingdom all the time. It has to be because he's given me this life and I will lose it if I don't do these things. And I am so sick of missing the mark in my life. I don't want to do it anymore. So I don't want to get wrapped up. So I'm making this vow in front of you guys. And if you guys are listening to this and this touches you, let's make this vow together. Let's be doers and not just hearers. Let's don't just just be Christians that show up and take all this stuff. I mean, dude, the Highlands, you know how much that takes to do everything they do? But from the people that just show up and the people that actually actually are the ones that set it all up and do everything, it's small. The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. My mom, man, she does so many different things. She she does all these groups and small groups, and she she helps out with the food ministry stuff, and it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. She like every all the cupcakes you guys eat on Easter and all the stuff that you guys get; those are all handmade by people. People that give up all their time to serve the men's breakfast and to do all this stuff because they found the key, and they know. That it serves, and they know they've been given so much in their life that that's how they have to give back. And if you're not doing life groups and around other Christians and giving in, and if you're not doing all the things that the church has to offer, and you're not helping at the church, and don't have a service commitment, then you're stealing from that church, and you're stealing from God. Because what you're doing is you're just listening, and you're not giving back. So I challenge you guys that. If you're involved and you go to a church, you've got to give back. And I'm not talking about just here and there, whatever you want to. You need to be accountable. You can't be sporadic, and you need to go fully in and have a servant's heart. Be the lowest of the low. Wash windows. Pour coffee. Man, when I first got sober, I went to 90 meetings in 90 days straight. I got a coffee commitment. I dumped out the cigarette butts. I dumped out the trash, and I kept that going forever. And that got me so outside of myself. And I knew if I didn't want to go to that meeting, it didn't matter about me because I had to go make the coffee to make sure that for the newcomer that was coming in there that felt sick like I did. That's what it's all about, man. All that stuff that the church, especially the Highlands, I keep saying it. The Highlands does so much for people that if you're just showing up and eating the cupcakes. And you're just showing up on Sunday and listening to Pastor Jeremy, or Pastor Billy, or Tyler, or Ke- Ken, as I say, Kevin, Ken, and you're just going home, and you're not involved in the small groups, and you're not participating and setting things up and breaking things down, then you are robbing God, straight up, and that's why you run into problems in your life. That's why you're never fully freed from addiction. You still have all these hangups and hurts. That's why you and your wife still keep fighting. That's why you keep struggling with your character defects. That's why you keep struggling, 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 and keep going. Oh God, when? Oh God, why? Oh God, this? Oh God, why not me? 
It's because you're so worried about your freaking self, and you're not laying your life down and completely abandoning it. Why are we so concerned about what we're gonna get? This is not what he wanted. Paul never was concerned about his own well-being. He put himself in complete danger because he laid his life down completely. And I'm so tired of people telling me in Christianity, "Oh well, brother, you got you can't do everything." Everyone asks, "Why not?" Oh, brother, well, you you got to create a boundary, though. Why? Do you read the same Bible I do? Do you follow the same Christ I do? Because he doesn't say that. Once again, he says, "If someone asks you for your tunic, give them your cloak. If someone asks you to go a mile, go two." If someone wants one cheek, give them the other. We have to use that mentality of laying our life down the same way he laid his life down for us. Is the mentality we need to follow? Name it, claim it. All this junk is not what this is about. This is about laying your life down. It's not about gaining anything. And that's where we get so confused. Being sober is about laying your life down. And if you guys are nearly sober and you hear this, and you're not hitting 90 meetings in 90 days, and you don't have a sponsor, you're not working the steps, you're not doing it right. I'm not going to mess around. I'm not going to going to tell people that. Yeah, if you just go on a Wednesday night and you just give it to God and and you just answer some questions in a book, that you're going to stay sober. I don't that's not it. If you're a drunk and drug addict like me, you need more. You need God at the forefront and you need to work hard with another person. And you need to put in work. And recovery needs to be every breath that you take. And being a Christian needs to be every breath that you take. And being a servant needs to be every breath. Have I obtained these things? No, but I want them, and I want to be that way, and I want to lay my life down. I want to lay my life down for God, for my wife, for my kids, and for others. I want to not be concerned about Adam. That's my goals for this next year, you know. So, anyways, this is just a quick one. I just want to get back into things. I am going. I know I've said this a million times, but I'm going to get back into. Sorry, my car goes off. I'm going to get back into um, trying to do one at least once a week. I got some really good ideas. Bringing in a lot of guests,、um, looking into recovery, the brain, the addict mind, how that works, and、um, what makes us tick. And what it really looks like being a Christian in recovery, and knowing that you have a problem and that you are different than your fellows. And yeah, God has healed you, but living next to that thorn, that same thorn that Paul's talked about, we all have them, and what it looks like living with them. So we're gonna have fun on this season, and、um, I just thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. I love you guys. I'm praying for all of you. If you are struggling with active addiction,、uh, please reach out to me. Thank you.